0: Welcome back to the Curiously Guided Podcast. We're your hosts, Shay Mariah, two intuitive business strategists exploring what it means to be an online business owner that's dedicated to following curiosity, trusting the nudge, and building a life and business that feels good from the inside out.
1: If you're interested in bringing the human back into business, having deep conversations, and exploring the intersection of strategy and energetics, then you're in the right place. Okay. So this episode, dude, it's going to be so fun. So we're going to dive into lifestyle design, designing, not only like your lifestyle, but obviously also your business, because like essentially your business is just a like expression of you and your energy. And I'm just going to let you guys know, I'm fumbling my words a little bit today. Me and Shay are both feeling a little goofy. So I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck knows where this where this conversation is gonna go? But I'm excited to to talk through this. And I think we're gonna dive into some things that like a lot of you guys are gonna resonate, especially in the industry, especially how the industry tells us how to run our business and just like how easy it really is to get caught up in and not only comparisonitis, but like in building a business based on somebody else's lifestyle. But before we dive into that, Shay is just like a fucking genius in lifestyle design. And so I kind of just want her to come in and to just define what lifestyle design is. So Shay, can you just like, give us, give us your spiel. I'm like, what it is. Yeah, for sure. This is something that I've always
0: really been driven by this idea, even when I first graduated and had my first job. Um. It, you know, obviously, like lifestyle design on the surface looks like design your dream life, right? But in that that is what it is. You know, I think a lot of us don't even have a awareness of if we were living a quote unquote dream life, what would that even look like? So first, allow yourself to have some want uh, is step one. But really, what it is is um, I think we don't even realize, but a lot of our lifestyles are really more um, like. A reaction to circumstances, whether that be, you know, your family lives in a certain place. So you live in a certain place too, or your job is an hour away. So you're commuting two hours there and back every day and you're it's business formal. So you have to buy a new wardrobe and that, you know, um, even your food and what you eat, you know, you can't prepare your own food at home. You have to like go out to lunch or eat at work or whatever. You know, we, a lot of us are, our vacations are dictated by someone else's (laughs) rules, you know, um, in that a lot of our lives are really more of, uh, we're tailoring our lives to a certain situation. Usually it's our job or something instead of thinking about what do I want to be spending my hours doing? What kind of flow do I want to my day? Um, for me, a big one, I don't wanna wake up to an alarm clock. Another big one for me that, and, and these are things that I've used to kind of drive my decision-making. Um, I, I've been, I, If it's a nice day outside here in St. Louis, we don't have a lot of like beautiful weather days. And so like when it's nice outside, I killed me to be stuck in a cubicle all afternoon. Like, if it's nice, I want to be able to go to the park and smoke a joint with my friends. <laughs> you know, like, I need that kind of flexibility. That's what I wanted and craved at the time when I was in my initial nine to five job. I really wanted to travel. I wanted to live abroad. And I was like, how am I? I have two weeks a year. How am I ever going to go to Asia and like have any meaningful trip and then have no vacation for us the rest of the year? Like, that, there was just a lot of misalignment between like the life i wanted to live and the work that i had and so i started to think about you know like, okay let's get clear on what is this life that i want how could I live this life where I have this time flexibility that I'm craving? Also like doing meaningful, fulfilling work was a big deal for me. I didn't want to just like spend my 30 years of labor doing nonsense or what feels like nonsense. So I I got really clear about that. And then I thought, okay, what can I do to earn money and support this lifestyle? What, What does business or what does work need to look like? Um, before COVID, there was like not a lot of options for remote work. So at the time it was like, I need to build a business that lets me earn money and I'll live this life that I'm craving, which I did. We traveled all around the world. And and even to this day, like my schedule is so, you know, I, I I wake up when I want in the morning. Like I have a siesta in the afternoon. I work with like my natural ebbs and flows and energy. Like I have a really nice I've gotten really clear on the life I want to live and I've built the business around it. And it feels cool to be in this position. So I think like that's kind of a long winded answer of saying of, you know, first um, get clear on what it is you actually want. And in the first time you start to think about this stuff, notice you're going to have a lot of like, oh, that's not possible. Oh, I can't. How could, how could I ever, oh, but what about health insurance? Oh, what about what a retirement, you know, you're going to have all of the program that we all programming that we all have pop up. So even just kind of opening the door may be overwhelming, but then once you get through that, let yourself sit with possibility. You know, Mariah and I are two examples here. We know a whole bunch more of, people who are making decisions that are lifestyle driven as opposed to work driven. And I think a lot of us, even our goals, like what goals are you working towards right now? Is it like work goals that work gave you, you know, like get a promotion, move up the ladder in their world, make more money because you want the car that your friend has, or is it actually because that's what you really want? Right. And I think a lot of us, when we're in like these other environments, our goals get really confused. And so if you can tap back into, what lifestyle do I want to live? That can oftentimes be a really nice filter to filter decisions through when you are thinking about like goals and focus in life. That was really long. Did that make
1: any sense? (laughs) (laughs) It, It makes so much sense. And it's funny because I'm just noticing like my personal reactions and maybe it's literally right before my cycle starts because I'm just like the thought of sitting down and like trying to visualize. And like I've said this on the podcast before, just like the bigger, broader picture for me, it feels really fucking difficult. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know until like I test it and I tweak it. And maybe that's my one three generator who it's just like, I'm kind of in the trenches doing the shit, testing and tweaking, building the foundation. And like this is where I feel good. To where like coming out more bird's eye view feels really fucking hard for me. Like it, it it really does. It feels like really fucking overwhelming, and I feel like I've tried to do that so many times, and I'm just like, wait a second, bitch. Like you you don't have to fucking figure it all out. Just like one step at a time in this moment right now. And I just. I wanted to make the note of like, lifestyle design is a consistent reflection. Mm. It is literally like strengthening the muscle to keep asking yourself on either a weekly basis or a daily basis of like, yo, is this what I want to do? Like, did I enjoy my day today? Did I feel energized? Like What tasks did I do? What things did I do where I felt really energized? And just like noticing that over time. Because obviously, if I got cramps, it's like it would be an unfair evaluation to be like, nope, I literally can only sit on the couch today because that's the only time that I felt good. But it's
0: like another great example of lifestyle design. I needed, I want to have a job if I am like not feeling it. Some days I got to be down and like I can be down and I don't have to use a vacation day. that is like, that's a great tangible example of from everybody's lifestyle design looks different, but for me, that's a non-negotiable. And Mariah, if you don't mind, I'm going to share an example of you right now. I, I do hear what you're saying and that you're right. You don't have to have it all figured out, but right now Mariah has grown up and lived most of her life in um, Northern New York, a very cold part of New York. I don't, Western. I feel like I Western New York. West. over. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Very cold, lots of snow. And she's like, hey, I would like to know, am I the type of person that likes warm weather? Let's go live in a Southern state for a year and try it out. And that's what I mean. Like, you're never going to know if it's the right answer. You're not going to have a yes or no until you go do it. But when you're letting curiosity is a really cool thing that has popped up for you here. I'm having the same about like, oh, I hate winters. What could it look like if I live... Um, in California for three months of the year and why not you know so that's like an example of right now this happens in baby steps right and it's a living document like Maria said it's like a work in progress right now in this moment what are you curious about what are you wanting to know use that as the data point to follow don't feel like you're going to be like I know that this is it. I have it all figured out. Now let's take the first step forward.
1: (laughs) I I try to fucking play that game. I have tried that for most of my life to literally be like, yo, I already got this shit figured out. I literally know everything. Like I remember, you know, as we're teenagers going through life, we're like, we used to think that our parents didn't know jack shit. And so it'd be like, no, I know everything. And this is exactly how my life is going to play out. And it's like, it's just, it's so funny how expansive your field of opportunities and possibilities can be when you start stepping into curiosity, because then you start to have data points of like, oh, that has never met my expectations. And like, it always worked out, even if in the moment it felt like shit, because it's like, it's always collecting data points. And it just comes back to like, you know, there's, there's how many quotes being like, life isn't about the destination. It's the journey. But then it's like, it's fucking hard to be a human and to always remember to like, have the awareness of like how you feel right now in this moment. And like, it's about the journey. And then sometimes I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about the journey. I want to know where I'm going to be. I want to know this, this, and this, but it's like, when we get into that space, how can we allow ourselves to step into the world of curiosity? I just, I, I think that that's such a great question to keep in our back pocket. And I do think that like, as online business owners working from home for ourselves, we have so much freedom. We really do. And like, I had this reminder, um, a, a couple weeks ago, me and Andrew actually got denied for a mortgage. We got denied for a house and this allowed me to go into some spirals. It definitely brought up just like some, some inner child work that, I didn't realize was kind of hitting below the surface. And then I was kind of talking through it with my shaman, with Shay, with, it, with literally anybody that would fucking listen because I just needed to express myself. And I was like, wait a minute, I never realized like how much possibility and how much freedom I really do have. And I kind of just looked around and I was like, obviously I have my friends and I have my family that lives in Buffalo, but like, I have nothing holding me here. Like, I really do have complete freedom. Like right now I don't have any children. Obviously like Andrew has a job, but as of the time that we're recording this, he just put in his two weeks. So like, he's about to not have a job because I don't know. I think I've, I think I've shown him the world of possibilities and opportunities that he's, he's ready to fucking wing it with me. And so we kind of just started in a conversation of just like, If it, if nothing really mattered and everything were to work out, where would we like to just test out living? And like, as an online business owner, that's part of the fucking cool thing is like, we can just pick up and explore. So why am I not doing that? Like, why am I not taking advantage of this, even if it's only for like six months or a year?
0: Yeah, I love that. So what does that look like for you right now? Are you starting to like look at Airbnbs
1: in North Carolina or like, how are you putting this into action? I've kind of just been stalking Zillow to be honest, because like the reason why I wanted a house is because like, I want three bedrooms. I like having an office. I would like Andrew to have his space. We're going to be moving in together. So like right now, Andrew doesn't live with me. And like, we are very much people that like need our own space so like New York city would 100% be out because there is no fucking way that we could share like a 400 square foot apartment and not murder each other. (laughs) So it was kind of like, where in the country is there warm weather? And where could I rent a house for like 1200, $1,300 a month? And that is kind of like moving our decision. We both want to stay like on the East coast. So we kind of just already canceled out the West coast. So now we're just kind of exploring and I'm just like, that feels fun. So right now we're just in like the research area and I think we're gonna maybe this weekend, just like create a list of just like, okay, three bedrooms. Does it matter how many bathrooms we have? Like what exactly criteria matters to us? So yeah, we're, it's just exciting to step into like, what could this look like? But Mm -hmm. without the expectation of what it has to look like, Oh yeah, which feels really fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, what's popping up for me as you're talking is one way, if you're interested in dabbling in more lifestyle design and letting maybe lifestyle decisions drive your decision making a little bit more, um, one, one thing to like one exercise I think could be helpful is kind of like a what are my non-negotiables right now? You know, what's going on for me in my life right now? What am I available for? What am I not available for? Um, write them down and revisit them every six months, <laughs> but that can be a really nice, um, almost like shining light, bringing to light, um, really what's going on for you right now. And it's a lot of this stuff sounds little or, um, For me right now, I have a lot of a lot going on in my personal life that eats up a lot of my bandwidth. So my business has really, I've had to really let go of an identity that I had of this like goal getter that's like accomplishing all these things and killing it all the time. And not that I'm honestly, I am doing fine, but I <laughs> i get wrapped up in, um, you know, like talk on social media or I open my email inbox every morning. And it's all these people, um, you know, with wins and killing it and what's next next. And, and I really was shaming myself for a while because I can't, I can't show up like that in my business right now. And I'm grateful to have a business that sustains me, but in this chapter in life, uh, my lifestyle is really driving the way my business works. And, and it's cool to be in this position. Like this is years ago, Shay wanted something with this kind of flexibility in case I needed this, you know? And so it, it, it will shift and change and it will cause A lot, we've talked a lot about like ego death already this season, but a lot of questioning you know, who, who who it is and what do you want and what is programming and what are your wants? I think like part of this work is deciphering what are really your wants and your aligned desires and what have you picked up unknowingly? And what are you working towards unknowingly that is not really for you? Um, and deciphering between the two, I think is very difficult and then allowing things to shift and change, right? So when your season and life changes, what decisions and actions need to happen to then make everything else match up to support you with where you are now. And they, that may not look like how you want it to look like right now. it certainly for me has been the work of detaching, you know, who I thought I was not going down the shame spirals, not getting caught up in the comparisonitis and so-and-so is doing this. What's wrong with me? Why am I not <laughs> tripling my revenue, you know, or whatever. And that's been difficult. And so I think part of lifestyle design is honestly not getting caught up running your own race, keeping your head down and remembering it's your lifestyle that you're working towards, and other people are working towards their lifestyle. So, you gotta it's hard not to let other people's stuff seep into yours, but um remembering that is very key, or else you're gonna get caught up in the the shiny objects and the comparison and, and what if I'm doing this wrong, and what if this is the wrong decision
1: yeah yeah it's it's like coming back to the question of just like what are you craving more of right now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and like you have things going on in your personal life. it's like I'm fucking craving more space, like somebody give me space, I need space. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like in my, in my situation right now, like I'm, I'm craving warmth. I'm craving warmth and like to be near water Mm -hmm. that isn't like eerie (laughs) water that isn't like eerie, but it's really coming back to like, what are you craving more of right now? But I I do want to bounce over to like lifestyle design and like what that looks like in your business. And I think It's so easy to fall into the trap of building a business based on somebody else's lifestyle because our industry pushes growth seasons. Mm. Because as a business owner that has services that support other business owners and like helping them grow and helping them achieve their next level of something, we're obviously selling them hitting their next level of something. But we don't often see on social media, in email newsletters, People just having a season in business where they're just fucking chilling. Like I'm just yeah. sustaining. Mm-hmm. We don't see that. It's always like, this is the next thing. This is how you do this. Oh, you want to scale. You want to grow. You want to blah, blah, blah. You want to bleep, blue? Like It's literally, that's all we see. Like, oh, you want to get better at selling in the DMs on Instagram. You want to get better at like, I don't know, like your website needs to be better. Your Instagram profile title needs to get better. Literally it. ever your email marketing needs to get better. And it's like, as a business owner, since we hang out on social media, since that's how we not only connect with our audience, but typically like connect with our peers, we're on Instagram or we're on social media platforms or we're in communities or we're in groups. And the conversation is always so much about growth, yes. but it's like, this is just an invitation to be like, is this a growth season in your life? And if it's not, then maybe it's not a growth season in your business. And that's okay. We don't have to keep striving all the time, even though that's what, that's what society wants us to do. What's yeah. the next step? What's the next thing? What's the whatever? It's like, yo, I'm chilling right now. Mm-hmm. Like that. that's it. I don't have to add fuel to the fire at this moment because everything that I've done prior to this is building momentum for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to consistently do 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 push 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 strategize and strategize when it's like I've been a business for almost 7 years now. Yeah. Like th- this is I'm allowing shit to pay off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can you allow shit to pay off? That's really been difficult. It sounds inter- easy to do but um very difficult because of exactly what you're saying. My coaches they want wins and testimonials that they can put on their site, you know, so it, and my peers are killing it and that makes me so happy, but then I want to, you know, be there with them. And what does that mean about me? If I'm not running as hard as they are or growing at mm-hmm. the fastest rate as I think I should be, but you know, really there's two things popping out for me here. And one is that you cannot miss what's coming for you. Right. You know, yeah, I love that. as fast as you are going, if you're going 70 miles an hour or five miles an hour, whatever's coming for you is going to come for you, you know? And so just kind
1: of. And if you, if you go too fucking fast, like this is, this is what happens to me when I go too fucking fast and the universe is like, bitch, you've missed 17 signs that we've given you. And now we have to give you COVID. That is literally what has happened the past two years. I've gotten COVID every time I've been like borderline, like neurotic decision-making in my business. It's like, this is the only way that we can make her sit. That's yep. it. And it's like, that's how it catches up to me. So it's like, even if you are going a million miles a minute in a growth season, it's like, you have to create the time to reflect.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. And the second thing is, you know, growing Amy karetsky a former podcast guest taught me this, you know, think about a tree, a tree can grow in a lot of different directions. And there is this exterior growth that we see of like growing taller and growing a wider, you know, wings, bran, branch, band, whatever that's called. (laughs) Um, But there's also growth that happens beneath the surface. You like your roots grow, your foundation gets stronger. You have a deeper connection. And like us as humans have the same thing, even though I may not be in this external growth season where all of my growth is hundred K months, you know, crazy win after blah, blah, blah. And maybe it's more of like, I'm building my self-trust muscles. I'm setting boundaries more often. I'm, you know, like (laughs) it doesn't
1: have to be the tangible shit that shows
0: up on (laughs) a sales page. It's like growing can happen in different ways. And it may not be visible on the outside, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. And 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 that has been a really helpful thing for me, a person that's very if you ask me what my three core values are, like this idea of growth has always been very at my core. I want to be learning and Um, doing new things and strengthening, like sharpening my sword, you know, that is very um, like deep within me and feels aligned. And so when you are forced by life circumstance or whatever chapter you're in to slow down, it can be difficult to detach from that. Um, and, And so it's been really, I have learned a lot by being forced to slow down And now making more money than I've ever made and accomplishing goals with more ease than I've ever had. And it was by force, like you said, you know, like life is going to slow you down, you know, like teach you the lessons you need to learn. And, And then when you see that, oh, things can still happen for me, you know. Oh, I can
1: just be honest with my clients about what's going on right now and show up in whatever way I can. I don't have to put on this mask and like parade around. Like everything is like the coolest, best fucking thing ever. And I don't have to pretend like I have everything figured out and I know exactly where I'm going. Like, no, we don't. Yeah. So like, and, and, It's like, I want to ask the question, like, why, why don't we think that we can show up and be honest and transparent? And I'm like, well, duh, the answer is, is because let's look at past forms of marketing. Let's look at how these big corporations have built businesses from being a facade, from literally like never pulling back the curtain. So it's like, I think being an online business owner in this day and age, it's really about like stepping into a new form of business, because I really do think that the old way of doing business is dying, if not already dead. And like the new form of business is bringing the human back into business. It's being transparent. It's building a business that supports the lifestyle, but it's also building a business that supports our humanness, our health, our family and our values. And it's like, we got to stop trying to create a business based on this old form of what success is. But it's fucking hard because there is so much unlearning in not only building a business, but like so much unlearning in terms of like our self-trust, our self-concepts, so much unlearning in terms of like forms of marketing. Because it's like, when we first got into business, I remember being like, okay, if I want to learn how to do email marketing, I have to hire like an email strategist or something, right? So then you work with an email strategist and then you learn their specific strategies, their specific ways of doing things. You learn that. And now that becomes your way of doing email marketing. And it's like, you're like, okay, I've already checked that box. Now I don't have to unlearn anything over there because I've already learned it. But then it's like, as things progress, as you deepen what it means to be your authentic self in your business, we forget that that shit that we've learned from other people, we actually have to like resift through and unlearn too. And it's like integrating in an authentic way and like strengthening this muscle of discernment because it's easy to, to gather everybody else's best practices, but When you're gathering everybody else's best practices and operating your business from this space, you lose the authenticity and the authenticity is what makes your business truly magnetic to where like, you don't have to show up all the time. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's such a good point. We are literally for the first time in history, I think it, it is the easiest, not maybe the first time, but right now it's the easiest to show up as your true self unmask and really kill it. <laughs> you know, as you were talking, I was getting all these visions of like in the eighties and like wearing power suits, you said like masking. And I was like, yeah, how we've all been told that there's like one right way to show up to be successful and climb this ladder of success, which has been determined by somebody else. Like, what does it even look like to be successful? And it all looks
1: the same. In those versions. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so it's liberating. And that is what drew me to the online business world, surely. And, and I know that it's true that the more I let myself unmask, be really transparent with clients, um, you know, do what I feel, <laughs> trust my intuition, provide value in the way that I feel like I'm supposed to be here providing value. That is very radical and different to what I grew up thinking I wanted or thinking I would be doing or thinking was success and respectable. You know, So the point you're making is really solid and these two words, discernment and unlearning have really been popping up a lot for me in my life right now. Um, and discernment sounds so boring, but man, is it like a really powerful skill because we are just bombarded with information from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. And if you have, if you don't have a filter and like a solid base that you can come back to and be discerning and make decisions based on your own definition of success, it can be really easy just to get like washed away in the the waves of life, right? Um, So I, unlearning is really interesting. When I first heard the word, I kind of rolled my eyes a bit. I was like unlearning. And I think that is part of it is um, can you be honest about the places where you've defined reality, this is what reality looks like for me. (laughs) Can you have that with an open, can you look at that with an open mind and kind of erase the picture of reality that you've drawn and draw something new with something that you've learned, you know, like that kind of flexibility is very difficult to do and requires a lot of, um, I don't know, just the unlearning is It's hard, it sounds obvious, but it's hard to really be aware of like the core stories and subconscious patterns that are driving literally every decision you make and you don't even realize it.
1: Yeah, I was going to bring up the subconscious because I think that's why it's so difficult is because we're constantly infiltrated with information, like we said, from like social media and from emails in the business world, but obviously like through all forms of media, just like in life in general, and it's like we fall very easily into this comparison trap because of like that tribe mentality. Like we, we have this core thing of being a human where it's like, we want to be part of the tribe. And I remember listening to an Almost 30 podcast. And I think she did, I think Krista did some research on like why comparisonitis is a thing. And like, it actually saves us brain power because it allows us to make decisions with like less information. Yeah, And so I found that really interesting And I think that that's why it's so easy to fall into that trap. But even in online business ownership, we like beat ourselves up about it. It's like, Oh, I was comparing again, like shame on me. I know better. And it's like, this is fucking, this is part of it. This is it. It's naturally going to happen. It's how we were fucking wired. We are wired to, to communicate and to connect with other people. And by nature, we will compare ourselves. And it's not about not comparing yourself or if you have, it's just what levels are you comparing yourself at? And do you have the practice of coming back to yourself, of discerning what makes sense for you, what feels good or like what is in line with your authentic expression? Yeah. I love that.
0: Well, let's like, let's give some tangible examples of what like, um, the whole point of this episode is how have we let this concept of lifestyle design influence our decision making? Um, and so for me, right now, honestly, what this looks like is um, an exercise I've always used to help me with lifestyle design is um, I call it like future visioning, of doing a meditation, or just sit down, call it an imagination exercise if you get triggered by the word meditation. But just, Create thirty minutes of space for you to sit down and think about, envision. If you're a journaler, write it out. What would a dream day look like from waking up to going to bed? What does that look like? Where where do you live? What kind of work do you do? What kind of clothes do you wear? What kind of routines? This has been interesting in this exercise. What's your morning routine and evening routine look like? Um, and and that helped me really kind of start to realize, oh, what I want is very out of alignment with the life I'm living right now. Okay. What needs to change? And so recently in, in, in this practice, a lot of times your vision, your imagination, whatever you come up with, for me, at least it's felt very unattainable. Like, oh, I can't have that. There's no way I could have that. That's usually my first reaction, which is a good sign, honestly. Um, but so for me right now, like I want not only do I want to go be a millennial snowbird and I want to live somewhere warm during the winter, that, that's been my dream and vision for a long time. I've done it off and on, but in the past few years, I haven't done it. And so recommitting to that feels very important. And then now I have this vision of, I want a house with like a big sky view. I can't see the sunset in my current house. And I I just want this house that's like overlooking a valley. I can like watch the sky all day long. I am craving more nature and getting away. I live in a really urban setting. And so that the vision of that is what I'm holding right now. And I'm, it may take me a long time, may take me decades to get there, but on the day to day, I'm thinking about that. And I'm making little decisions that, is that going to take me a baby step closer towards that millennial snowbird life and the house with the big view yes or no you know so it's almost like this filter that I've been using and even if the goal is really far away it still helps me on the day-to-day basis of I have a new lead come in does this lead (laughs) feel like a step in the right direction on dream life you know and that is the the, um the decision-making framework I'm using literally like now, even though the dream is way far off. And, and that dream has changed a lot for me over the years. And it's cool now because I'm living what used to pop up in my future visioning. So it, it's kind of just like allowing it to be a lifelong thing. And, and even if they feel wild, whatever you want feels really wild, let yourself sit with it. And like, what may feel wild at first, maybe the next day feels a little less so, and maybe the day after that, all of a sudden, a new opportunity comes in that's really aligned. Like you'll really blow your mind with this stuff. Um, Mariah, would you mind sharing like what has this making more lifestyle-driven dr- decisions looked like for you aside from y- your your moving? Right, we talked about that. I'd love for you to share like in your business. I think you've had kind of like an aha moment about this lately.
1: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was gonna say it's. I, I like in, I like having these conversations with you because like, although a lot of our values and everything obviously align, like we wouldn't be fucking doing this podcast if they didn't, but like the way that we operate in day-to-day life is different. Yeah. And like, we have different frameworks and like different ways of making decisions and moving forward. But at the end of the day, it's just so funny. Like I'll check in with you in boxer and I'm like, yo, I'm dealing with this or right now. And you're like, fuck. I am too. And it's just, it's so interesting that we both operate in our, it'll our our own little like bubbles, but like we end up crossing the exact same paths. So in terms of like my business, I I feel like I, I did have a really big aha moment recently. So for the past few months, I've been pushing like business coaching and trying to move more into having a group coaching program. And I was like, I I just thought like this, this is it. This is a what everybody is doing. I think that I would be really good at it. I like being the leader in like communities and asking questions and blah, 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 blah. And so I assumed from my headspace that this made sense. And so I was like, cool, I'm going to transition my business from only doing like consulting sessions and strategy intensives to offering a group coaching program. So I created this group coaching program. It was like helping people land collaborations. So like being a guest on podcasts, being a guest expert in people's groups. So I ended up launching this group coaching program and like the, the launch went fine. Like I enjoyed talking about the information. I enjoyed talking about like what they would learn and like how I can support them. I ended up getting people into the group coaching program. And so I was like, oh, like this, this feels good. Like I'm, I'm glad that people are interested, but it was interesting because that entire time, my self-doubt was skyrocketing. And I was like, okay, I think that this self-doubt and like this inner critic is getting really pissed off because this is, this is something new. And like, I ended up having like anxiety in my business, like on the regular. And to be completely honest, like that is not the typical way that I operate. And so this was really, this was a really hard place for me to be in. And I assumed that it was because I was doing something new. And I was like, well, of course my inner critic's going to be pissed. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. And then I did a free workshop. And in the workshop, I ended up launching the group coaching program. Like I was talking about it and blah, 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 blah. And so I, I close out the workshop and I'm sitting there and I was like, I was not fucking excited to talk about the group program literally at all, at all. And like, I knew that this group coaching program would be a really great solution for people because I know that they need it. The people that joined are excited to do it. Like I knew that it was a good solution, like content wise, like in itself, like the solution. And then I'm like, I'm not fucking excited about this at all. And so I sat there and I meditated on it. And I was like, I just got this idea of like, what if it didn't have to be a group coaching program container? Like who the fuck said you have to do it in a group coaching program container? Like why, why is this the only option? And so I was like, what if I just didn't? And I made the decision to cancel the group coaching container altogether. I emailed everybody that was in it. And I was like, listen, I am not excited about offering it in this kind of container and stretching it out for eight weeks. To be completely honest, I think that we can hammer out everything in a fucking two-hour intensive. And that just feels a lot more fun for me. And like, obviously, if you want your money back, I can absolutely give you a refund. Like, this wasn't what you signed up for. And everybody emailed me back and was like, no, I'm, I'm down for that. Like, that sounds fucking great. That sounds amazing. And I was like, okay, cool. That was one of the biggest decisions and hardest decisions that I've ever had to make in my business. Because it was one of those things where I was like, well, what do you mean? I thought that like group coaching programs, like were the answer. I thought that this was the solution. This was going to be like the big money-making thing that got me to 30 K months consistently. And like, how am I going to get that if I don't have a group coaching program? And like, that was really fucking hard for me to sit in. But then of course, ironically, not ironically, like I said earlier, this is, it always fucking happens. Like when I go through like this big aha moment in business, in life or whatever, I usually get sick. And it's like, I usually get sick because it's like, it needs some time to integrate. Otherwise, just knowing me, I'm going to make decisions from this place and I'm not going to allow them to settle. So I ended up getting COVID. COVID. And as I'm sitting there with like the worst fucking brain fog, literally like could not answer an email, didn't want a voxer. Like I was a couch potato. I was like, wait a minute, what do I actually like doing in my business? I was like, I fucking love creating content. I love it. Like creating YouTube videos, creating blog posts, like showing up on Instagram, teaching people practical how-to solutions, tips and tricks. And like, I love doing guest expert trainings and, but my favorite part of those isn't the teaching part really like I can talk about it obviously but it's like it's the Q&A it's helping people with practical solutions that like fit what they are looking to solve or like what they're looking to do and i was like why am i not allowing myself to own the fact that i love creating content and so i sat with that and it was like because the industry has told me that how to content doesn't sell and then i looked back and i was like But it has for me. How-to content has always sold. And it was interesting because that's how I started building my business in the beginning. Like obviously collaborating was like a huge part of it. SEO, it's a huge part of it. But the only reason why those two things were possible was because I created content. I was ripping out blog posts like every other week. I was creating trainings. I started my YouTube channel back then, but I stepped away from those things because I thought that they weren't important. And that I had to, nope, I can't do that. How-to content doesn't sell. I have to do a group coaching program. And it's so interesting because now, like after COVID, after allowing this stuff to really settle in, I'm putting most of my content creation focus on YouTube. And like these past three weeks after making that decision, I am fucking stoked. These YouTube videos that I'm creating are fucking fire and i found a youtube video editor that is like within my budget her style of editing is amazing she makes it super easy the time frame that she flips them is amazing i'm literally getting so many ideas for content it feels fucking easy and it's interesting because like the the logical part of my brain was like okay how am i going to get clients in a coaching capacity or in like a strategy intensive capacity if i'm not consistently showing up. Like if I, if I have my head down and I'm creating content and like, not, I don't know, showing up on Instagram once a week and blah, 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 blah. And like actively reaching out and doing things. How am I going to get clients? And the universe just showed up. And as soon as I started putting the focus on YouTube, even though I didn't show up on social media for like a week and a half, I got like seven leads. It was literally like inquiries coming in left and right and i was like what a prime example of like it's none of my business how this actually all works but it is my responsibility to keep coming back to what lights me up mm-hmm. and that's a super long-winded answer of like it's important for me to be more in the moment and to notice where my energy wants to go in the moment mm-hmm. It's important for me to notice what is lighting me up right now. And when I follow that, even though it doesn't make sense, the opportunities and possibilities fucking come to me. I don't have to do, 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 do. I just do what I fucking want to do.
0: And let it be easy. Like, where is it coming? A lot of times the best question is like, where is it coming easiest right now? Um, You know, just to like reflect a couple of things back that I think are cool about your story is, um, you and I both were were hung up on the same, and you know i've I've been talking about lifestyle design and making these decisions for decades now, and I still get caught up and the example that you gave of a group coaching program is something we both were really hung up on, and it looked very different. But if you're in this world, it feels like all the advice you can get is start a group coaching program, you know, like create a, con- create a curriculum and sell it in a group container. And that'll let you, that's the only way to scale and, and you make Instagram content, but it's with the purpose of getting people in your group program. And, and so I I had been frustrated because I, as I've mentioned, I'm in an interesting chapter in my life where growth looks differently. And I was communicating that to my coaches and getting the feedback of, okay, cool. When are you going to launch your group program? And it was like, that was the only option advice. That was the only option, the only way to make money and to quote unquote scale. And, and once I kind of got out of our little community and remembered that oh my God, people are making money doing a million different things. And it can look, people are scaling businesses in plenty of ways besides a group program. A group, Yo, group I've a been, program.
1: I've been watching YouTube income reports for like content creators that are in our industry. And like the money that they make from like, not only YouTube ads and shit like that, but like from $37 digital products, I'm like, what the fuck? There's so much opportunity. And then like, of course I'm doing SEO keyword research and blah, 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 blah. But like, there's so many gaps in the market on YouTube.
0: Well, yeah. So here's the the long story short of what I was saying is Mariah took something that and flipped it on its head where we're being told to create content all the time, but no one's really telling you you could, your job, <laughs> it sounds crazy. Your job could be making content. And so for Mariah it got really clear on what do I like? What do I not like? I really like making content. And I am such the opposite of this. I don't like making content. And so I've built a whole business around me not having to make content. And that's my entire marketing strategy is built around me not having to make content. And Mariah flipped it of like, wait a second, I love making content. I don't want to hold a group container right now. I'm already monetized on YouTube why don't I just pursue making content? And why don't I create some um, low cost digital products that people could buy from my YouTube video? You know, like that's where it, and then all of a sudden leads are coming in easy, right? It's like, we are all wild. It sounds so simple to say what feels easy right now and go for it. But this is an example of the unlearning. We all have this deep story that it cannot be valuable unless it is very hard and very difficult. And that looks
1: like somebody else's. And
0: it looks like what your guru or your mentor said or whatever. Right. So I love that. It's just, it's, it's a, such a cool example of, We were both in the sauce. We were both trying to run up somebody else's mountain and it was feeling very difficult and heavy for both of us for different reasons. And you just like zoomed out and said, wait a second, like, what do I actually like here? What is feeling easy and fun? And let's do that. And then now all of a sudden business has flipped. I love that feeling. That was a big lifestyle driver. I I was waking up every morning, very anxious. And I was like, nope, this is not part of my dream life. I want to wake up every morning feeling excited. What does my job life need to do to make that happen. And so I know I've mentioned that example a couple of times, but it, it can be very like feelings driven and it can be focusing on one thing. For me, it was waking up anxious, you know, and, and Mariah was kind of noticing that she was like kind of getting in some like neurotic feeling patterns and just kind of, that's a your feelings. I've spent my whole life shaming myself for my feelings, but really your feelings are data points and they'll let you know when something's off and where something's out of alignment. So take, If you are feeling weird and salty and anxious or frustrated about something, that's a really good sign of a place you could start, (laughs) start to do the unlearning, right? And the discerning. But um, I just really love that story, Mariah. I think it's very, I am also letting it, how could it be easy? Where is it coming naturally? Um, Finding a lot of success with that strategy. And for me, it looks way different. Um, It's looked like leaning into more one-on-one high-end consulting work, which I was told is not scalable, but it's not true. I I have plenty of examples. I am myself an example. So just know that Wherever you're getting advice from, and you don't, you may not even realize it's advice, but maybe it's an email title that's landed in your inbox. That's somebody doing things in a way that works for them. It is never somebody doing things in a way that works for you. And I think that, um, that level of discernment is like Jedi ninja level. But if you can get there and really keep that guard up of like, that's their thing. (laughs) I am my heads down. I'm running my own race. That's their thing that that can really be powerful, like a powerful muscle to build up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just keep getting this visual of like trying to fit your square peg in a round hole. And it's like, of course it's frustrating because like, you were never meant to fit in that hole Mm -hmm. to begin with. And so it's also this practice of like, how are you expanding examples of possibilities? Mm -hmm. Like I really, honestly, like I, you know, Andrew has seen my YouTube channel. He's followed me, subscribed. He's been very supportive of that. And he's mentioned numerous times, Mariah, why don't you put more effort into YouTube? Why don't you put more effort into YouTube? And I was like, you are not in my industry and you have no idea what you're saying. And I mean, that's really great, babe, but like, I'm trying to get to like 30 K months. And like, it's just so funny because when I came back to him and I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to start adding more fuel to the YouTube fire. And he was like, I told you like, and I was like, yeah, but I wasn't in a space that was open to seeing the possibilities of what there really was. And honestly, I wasn't allowing myself to really own my strengths. Yeah, And like, that is so important in this is like designing a business that obviously supports your lifestyle, but also supports your strengths, because that's, that's what makes it easy. Mm-hmm. It makes it like quote unquote effortless or like feel too easy when you're building a business based on your strengths. But the issue is, is like, we usually don't notice what our strengths are until we notice what the fuck our strengths are
0: take action and try things and see what works and what doesn't. What you're pointing out has been the hardest for me. I assume that because it came easy to me, it comes easy to everybody. And it was very hard for me to get a really clear picture of like, what exactly is it that I'm good at? And like, where do I really feel like zone of genius, lit up territory? And that's taken a lot of community, honestly, being around you, being around other people, taking on jobs that felt good and in alignment and learning. This is it, this isn't it. This is it. This isn't it. You know, tweak, refine, tweak, refine. Um, but I do want to. There's one point I want to make based on what you just said, and there's a caveat here. Of just because it comes easy, there's another side of this. Doesn't mean you have to do it. And so for me, mm. big piece of this is just because I am good at something. Just because somebody is asking me to do something that I am good at, and I could make a lot of money on it, and I could do it really easily because I've done it a whole bunch of times before. Doesn't mean I have to. I have a whole bunch of opportunities in my life of constantly, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. And I honestly would be good at all of it. And so it's been hard for me to not take just because I am good at something and just because somebody is recognizing that in me and asking me to do it. If at the end of the day, it's still out of alignment with this life I'm trying to build, it's ultimately not going to be satisfying. And I think the consequence to all of this, if If you spend a life not checking in with yourself and not really opening the door and allowing want and possibility, you do what I did and what Mariah's done. You build somebody else's business and you're not happy. (laughs) You build up, for me, it looked like building a business I hated. Um, Or maybe it's you keep getting the same job or like even in really, I feel like you're getting in the same relationship patterns. You're going to keep, if you keep following someone else's ladder to success, you're going to climb it and get to the top and look around and be like, wait, what the fuck? I didn't want this. And so, so that's we're trying to save you some of that. Um, we I've certainly walked that road, and I catch myself walking it these days. um, you know, and it's a constant practice of like, nope, actually, this is my lane. actually, this is my path. Like get back on track. Um, it's really difficult. in the uh, yeah, I, I I think the other piece of this is getting community, like we always say, have relationships, have people that can kind of help you get clear on what it is that really lights you up and lights your fire and feels fun and easy and in alignment and, um, and tells you that it's possible and actually they're working towards their goals too. And that gives you energy and makes you feel inspired instead of sitting there, um, No, that's not possible. That could never work. We can't have that. (laughs) And so it's also like kind of being aware again of inputs. Who are your relationships? What's coming in your email inbox? What are you seeing on social media? What is that feeding the story that you want and the lifestyle you want? Or is it telling you it's not possible and creating more roadblocks?
1: Yep. Yep. It's it's having the courage to choose yourself to choose your curiosity like I know we keep coming back to the word like stay curious and it's just it's such a really great reminder that we pick the perfect fucking name for this podcast because like that's really what it all comes back to it's like are you brave enough to follow your curiosity because I also think the interesting thing with like where we are in the the grand scheme of things like with technology and with society we're at this point to where like technology is such a a crucial part of our everyday life and how we interact with people that it's really inviting us to expand our capacity for what is possible because we can no longer look back and be like, oh, this is how we do things because we've always done them. Like, I, I think when it comes to like, I don't know, like human morals and shit, like, yes, obviously we can look at history for, for things like that. But in terms of like growing a business, it's like, this is a brand new landscape, baby. And like, it is completely wide open and the solutions that we are meant to create have probably never been created before. Mm -hmm. And it takes fucking bravery and it takes fucking courage to be the first person to create that path because there is no example of this. Like, I don't know, I feel like my perspective, my strengths, my business, I don't see another business out there using YouTube in the way that I want to use it, but also still working one-on-one with clients and strategy intensives while also keeping the door open to longer term coaching containers. Like I don't see anybody that has that being able to juggle it or do it in a way that like they enjoy with my perspective of like practicality with like websites and SEO and like tech shit, explaining it in a way that makes sense. And it's like, I think that The reason why it's so difficult is because like we haven't seen that before. So it's like, what if we switch the narrative to be like, okay, just because we haven't seen it before, doesn't mean that it's not possible. We're the ones that make it possible for the people that are going to come behind us. And I think that that's really important too, because it's like, we have a world that was created based on one blueprint of success and we are stepping into a world of be able being able to create our own template of success, and that's going to look different to all seven billion people in the world.
0: One hundred percent. I love that. Man, that was so good. I loved how you tied it all back to curiosity.
1: <laughs> I I didn't know that in, that was going to come through. But the you're point right. you're
0: making is right. Of their your business the work that you're supposed to do in this world or the business that you're supposed to be created in this world through you, it has not happened yet. And I think it's funny. I've actually been laughing about this a lot. A lot of us get into this online business world because we're really inspired by all that possibility and limitlessness. And we feel the call. We all have this shared, um, we feel the call to the unknown. Like we're like, I don't want it to be set in stone. I want to have this. I want the, uh, possibility, you know, and then we get into it. And what do we immediately start doing? Somebody give me the step-by-step framework, please. Somebody make this known. And it's such a opposite, you know. Like we got into this because we want the limitless possibility, but within the limitless possibility, part of that is accepting the unknown and like really embracing it and fucking hugging it and just being real present with what's here now and allowing the rest to unfold as it will. So I, I, um, I've been reflecting on that in myself of like like, where am I really trying to grasp for something proven and something set in stone because that feels safe. And if, and if that is what I'm craving in my life right now, that's valid. And maybe I should go get a normal job that has that, has that, you know, this is what it is. This is really straightforward. And there certainly could be seasons in life where I do that. Right. And so it's, it's interesting again, of just all about like, what are you really wanting and are you actually really allowing that and can you allow a little bit of unknown in all of this and and let the curiosity guide the way um do you mind if i so sub- i have like um an idea i wanted to surprise you with
1: oh yeah okay what is so, i
0: feel like we're at like a good point now that we've brought it back to curiosity to like wrap up the episode so you know how we are always asking our guests what's sparking their curiosity right now I want to ask you what is like, outside of all of this stuff, like what's sparking your curiosity right now?
1: <laughs> what the fuck, Shay? You should have given me ads off.
0: <laughs> I know you like it when I catch you off guard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, huh. Okay. I think to be honest, this isn't a super wild answer. It really isn't. But I think it's the integration of human design. Like I am so fucking fascinated with human design and like exploring the deeper levels, but not just learning them on like a knowledge base, not just like reading the books and being like, I know this and I can regurgitate that. It's allowing myself to integrate it and to test it because ever since I've started exploring this, in hindsight, it's like, duh, like duh, bitch, like, hello. Like I look at like my profile in this and then blah, 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 shmeesh, shmeesh me. And I'm just like, oh my God, it all aligns so much. And then, yeah, it's just, it's giving me another layer or another tool to dig deeper into the garden of like what it means to be myself. Mm -hmm. And it feels Strategic. And I think that that's why I fucking like it because it checks that strategic box. And that's where my brain just naturally goes. But it also allows the space for like philosophical, like contemplation. Like I feel like it is just a really amazing combination. And I find myself in conversations, even with literally like random people, like friends of friends, right? They'll literally say some things I'm like, I bet they're a two, four projector. I bet they're like a one, three manifesting generator. I'm just picking up on these clues. And I just feel like I could talk about it forever and not in the way of like, I want to become a human design reader in a way of like, how can I allow myself to integrate and to learn more about myself while using this tool? Because like self-development as like, you guys can tell from literally being listeners of this podcast like we love personal growth and self-development and i just think that it's like this fun way to explore it on a personal and a business level mm, i love that thank you so what about you um, i mean you knew i was going to kick it back to you
0: <laughs> well you know secretly i brought it up because i have two things
1: i'm excited to hear <laughs> how lovely that you came fucking prepared <laughs>
0: You know, it's funny. I have been, ever since we started this podcast, I've just been thinking about curiosity and noticing it more. Um, And I, you know, for me this past weekend, I was kind of laughing because what I am like obsessively curious about right now is like trees and being able to identify different varieties of trees. Um, Where I'm from, we just have like, it's so green and beautiful in the summertime. I love it. And I've, it's kind of weird. My front yard is actually like an arboretum. It's a park that's like got all these incredible historic trees. And I've never really like been a person that can like walk around and like identify flora and fauna and plants. And like, I just don't, I don't know the different varieties or anything. And I don't know. It. I think part of like, I've been like practicing like mindful walks and being present. I've gotten really, like I have a tree book now. I've gotten really into like being able to identify varieties of trees. And it's something about it is like really feeding me uh, in my, and I think it's, what I think is interesting is like, why am I curious about this? And I feel like it's one of those things that I could just spend hours and hours doing, which is this Like I'm curious about why I'm curious about it, and that's been kind of cool to observe. And then the second thing is, I am really into this video game right now called Slay the Spire, and it's all it's so. Andrew
1: plays that game. Does he really? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, it's cool because it's this. It's what we're talking about. It's very difficult, and if you try to research like the best cards to have or the best way to play there's no such thing it's very much a game of like every single moment you have to like take a look at what you have and make the best decision in the moment and, and then the next moment you have to do it again and you just and there is no like one best way best practice best anything it is literally like strategy in the moment and and for me as like I've been kind of an overworker lately and I told you I've been needing more space in my life, for me, allowing myself to play a video game during the workday has been very healing. (laughs) And I never, and like, I don't think you could give this advice to everybody, but like, Shay, take an hour off and like, sit down and play a video game has been so nourishing and healing. And then I'm like, weirdly learning things about strategy through the game. So it's been like, just Uh, fun and play is coming up a lot for us. And we're going to have hopefully a podcast episode about it. But I've been kind of curious about what is feeling like fun and play right now. And that's like getting outside and learning about plants and like letting myself play a video game in the middle of the day. And it's just been really lovely. And I've been enjoying just using curiosity as a tool. It sounds so obvious, but it's just been very fun and nourishing lately.
1: What a beautiful contrast between both of those things Yeah, i are curious about right now. Like one is really like, really obviously like more nature and like just allowing yourself to like be and notice. And then the other one is like stra- more like masculine energy of like the strategy Yeah, and figuring it out. And, and I know exactly what the game is about because Andrew is a child and basically like watches other people play we it. We do too. YouTube. We go to bed at night watch <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely know what the game is and he made me play it. And I was like, this isn't bad. This is fun. I, I understand why people like it, but my curiosity where it goes from there just naturally is like, huh, how many YouTube subscribers do they have? Oh, no, i Mariah, feeling Mariah, like, I need to get on Twitch. I was like, I can do this. I'm, I'm going to get really good and get on Twitch. <laughs> it's just, I, I think that our, our natural strategy brains and like the fact that we're entrepreneurs and we yeah. just see the opportunities and literally everything. I'm just like, I could dissect anything yeah. and literally like figure out blah, 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 yeah. blah, And like, I just think that it's so fascinating. Like I was having a conversation with a friend last night and she's talking about like opening a, um, a floral business, like doing bouquets and stuff like that. And I was like, Mariah, you need to get it to like, this is her dream. You cannot just spit out 45 different ideas and opportunities and possibilities (laughs) for her to make money. Like this is her journey. Keep your fucking mouth shut. (laughs) It's hard to turn that part of us off. I have a really strong entrepreneurial voice running loudly all the time too. And it just comes so natural. And honestly, like, I feel like I, I used to shame myself for always like bringing it back to business, but like business and like making money to support the lifestyle that you want to live. Like that is not, that is what I am fucking curious about. And I firmly believe that if you have the nudge to start a business, to make money your way, I'm not saying it's going to be easy because I think simple and easy are two different things. I think that in the business world, like you, you have to put in the work you you do, like you, you're not going to get quick win overnight success, but like being able to think about possibilities and then strategies and then playing around with all of the different fucking ways to make money. I could talk about that for literal years. It's like I I want to be at a carnival in one of those booths, you know, like the kissing booth where it's like they pay you to like give them a kiss. It's like you can pay me, you tell me what you're interested in and I'll spit out like 45 ways to make money with it.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I think actually we're going to
1: do a whole podcast
0: episode um, with a friend of mine later this week about um, not shaming yourself when I am that person too. I'm always, I wake up on Saturday mornings and I like want to watch coaching videos. Like I am just interested and perpetually curious. And I have been since childhood in entrepreneurship and how to make money. And it's just where my interests go in if you have people in your life that don't have that interest, a lot of times the feedback you can get is you can only ever think about work. Why can't you only ever think about like you take it on as this big character flaw. It's like, uh, because I'm a genius. That's why. In my, Sam and I have like been talking a lot about, no, this actually is like, something that makes us really wonderful it's like our zone of genius value work that we're here to do and like i what does it look like to not accept that shame when it comes from other people so i we can dive into that later i would have a lot to say about that but um for now let's this has been an incredible episode let's wrap it up um is there anything else that you're feeling like
1: on your heart that you want to share with us before we close everything down i don't think so i feel like we touched everything that I really wanted to touch on, just like giving the examples that we have both kind of been navigating through. And just like, I especially wanted to bring up the point about like group coaching programs, just because like I've, I've seen a lot of people be like, I don't want to fucking start one, or like they start one just because they think that they should. And like, yeah, I kind of just want to reiterate if that is the area that you feel really fucking excited about, explore it but allow yourself to notice the nuances and feelings that come up when you explore it. And it's, it's tough being a human, being able to discern the difference between is this fear because I'm in my comfort zone or is this just not a good fit for me? And like, that is a lesson that I got hit in the face with of just like, what, what does this feel like? And how can I keep coming back to myself so, and if it's not a good fit for you, let it
0: not be a good fit for you. Right. Like, that's hard to, to that's, just accept <laughs> and, and it's, know it's if really you hard. Ideas on how to make money, send us a DM because that's Ryan <laughs> I and I I's both like, we could do this all day long. Know that just because. We can really get pigeonholed into like, there's one way to do this. And it's this example that my coach is sharing. (laughs) And there is just a million. Like that could just not be farther from the truth. And really when you're going to find success, it's going to look like nothing you've ever seen before, most likely. Like a cool combination of all of these wonderful things that's uniquely you.
1: Yeah, I love that. Thanks for tying together all of the thoughts that were in my brain. I just, I fucking appreciate you. Okay, cool. I think we're going to close this episode down you know, you, you guys know the drill. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend, uh, share it on social media. If you do that, definitely tag us and then DM us. If you guys have any questions, if you have any feedback, whatever you're feeling, If, if you need some ideas on how to make money in your business, like Shay said, this is definitely our zone of genius. And honestly, like reach out to us. We, we really do love connecting with you guys.
0: And thank you guys, as always, so much for listening. Um, I would love to hear feedback. Today's episode was a little bit more conversational and um, Mariah and I really taking our masks off and just being here in our true selves. So um, would love to hear any feedback you have on this kind of style. Uh, if you enjoy listening to our podcast, please share it with a friend, leave us a five-star review, do anything you can to help us get the word out because it helps us all continue to grow together. And until next time, remember, Remember that you have the power to create whatever the hell you want. I think we really hammered that point home in this episode. Follow the nudge, ask questions, and always let curiosity be the guide. And until then, we will see you in the next episode. Talk to you later.